Welcome to Be the Light with Pastor Zakia Robinson. In this show, I'm speaking with Prophetess Chantel Perry. If you are a mother, if you are a young lady, this is the show you would love to hear. It's talking about empowering women. So let's tune in because this is a show you don't want to miss. everybody to be the light. I'm so excited to have Chantel Perry back on the show. Hello everyone. <laughs> Today y'all, we want to empower women. We want to talk about empowering them, why you know, why God created us and who we are and how do we change from the worldly view to a godly view. So, Ooh. I wanted to open up in scripture, all right? And I'm reading Psalms 139, 13 through 14. For you Formed in inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this, because so many times as women, we are looking at other women. Mm-hmm. We are um, trying to say, okay, like I see their different features. I see their different skin tone, mm-hmm. their different color, their different hair texture. texture, And it's like, we're trying to make ourselves look like someone else. We're trying to mimic someone else. Not realizing that a lot of those pictures are airbrushed. <laughs> it's airbrushed. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> God, right. But God <laughs> says he fearfully and wonderfully made us to the point where he even know the very hairs on our head he, to the count. And it's like, when you think of that, when you think of your own child that you birth, okay, mm. or that you've helped create, you you look at that child and you see so much out of it, right? You see all the possibilities that it can have. You see all of the good qualities that it have. You can see some flaws that, you know, may need some like little brushing up. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you love your child right. regardless of what they do, what mistakes they make. And that is exactly how God see us. I know when I was growing up and, you know, putting on my mom's shoes and mm-hmm. wearing her jewelry and her, you know, makeup and trying to be like my mom is like, these days, it's very hard for a young lady mm-hmm. to find good qualities in her mom. The only reason why I say that is because there's a lot of things out here in the world where they, you know, the mom is still being in the world or mom is not looking like Christ. And so the daughters is like literally on TikTok. I literally see mom and daughter doing videos together. And I'm just like, I would never do that video with my daughter. <laughs> you know, like, like, what are they thinking? What are they showing them? How are they teaching them? And then the word also says, train up a child in mm-hmm. the way they should go. And when they grow old, they won't depart from it. But here's the thing. It's not just talking about just biblically teach them, but teach them, teach them how to walk, how to talk, how to carry themselves, how to dress, you know, teach them the qualities of like just being able to financially take (laughs) care of themselves. You know, there's a lot of different things that ties into teaching your child. Right. But unfortunately, we're in the day times where a lot of people is wanting to look like social media. Mm -hmm. But teaching your child is also not only what you say, but how you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How you carry yourself. Because one of the things that I um, we always had teachable moments in my home uh, with my children. I've always had teachable moments with them. And one of the major things that I've always said to my children, even now and my oldest, they'll be 30 next month, 29, excuse me, next month. And I've always told them that people perceive you by what you present to them. Mm -hmm. So the question would be, what are you presenting? That first because exactly because you don't have you don't get. 
the right to uh, want to defend yourself when you put all this spew all this out on social media right you know social media have made a lot of the young people so comfortable not just the young now i don't want to put it out on them (laughs) because listen i see some of the older ones my age under and over older you know the things that we put out you don't get a right to want to tell people to mind their business when you put it all out Mm-mm. So people perceive you by what you present to them. So the question would be to ask yourself, what am I presenting? Now, you're going to always have people that's going to always have something to say and that's going to judge you. But when you know who you are, you know, you don't have I have a say you don't have to throw stones at every dog that barks. Wow. I never heard that one. I like that. Yeah. You know, because if you think about it. Yeah. You think about in the natural dogs that are, bar- you know, you, you, you're going down the road and dogs are barking. You can't throw stone at every dog that barks. No, you're not going to get, you're not going to you're not gonna <laughs> right. get to where you're going right. naturally as well as spiritually. Mm-hmm. So you're going to always have someone that's not going to like how you look, what you do, how you say it, you know, how you fix it up. And that That's life. All right. Right. I like what you when you said fix it up. It was a season that God took me through. I want to share with you because not just you, but everybody. But God took me through a season because I did not like my facial features. I did not like that. My eyebrows were light. I did not like that. My eyelashes wasn't long. Like like it was it was so much on my face that I was like. I would not walk out of the house if I didn't have eyeliner. Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't because I felt like people were staring at me. I just I really felt really ugly is what I felt. But God took me through a season where he said, no more, no more makeup, Mm -hmm. no more eyeliner, no more polish, no more none of this. I want you to go through a season where you're literally, you're, you're focused on what I've created because he was telling me that I have made these things my idol. Mm -hmm. He said, I began to idolize these things because I now stopped looking at what he's created. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at, you know, you're looking at magazines and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this person's, their makeup's so pretty and their hair is so nice. And I start trying to mimic those things. And then I found myself that I was lost. I understand. I can relate. Yes. So you did you have to go through the same season? Or? I, 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 I did, you know, and even now he'll still tap me on my shoulder and be mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, I just did a live last Saturday, you know, and I was ex- sharing with you the fact that, you know, sometimes you can't be beat to the gods and, you yeah. know, and be because outside mm-hmm. of all of that cosmetic that we yes. do for the exterior. It doesn't matter if the inside is so tore up Mm. and so messed up because that's exactly what I talked about last Saturday when I went live. What's the use of beautifying on the outside and your inside and your heart is is hardened, it's nasty, it's black? Mm -hmm. Because one thing that my grandmother taught me as a young girl, and she always told me, when you have a nasty disposition about yourself, Mm -hmm. people are not going to want to deal with you. Because one thing we have to understand about God, God works from the inside out not the outside in right we can do all this what we want to do to beautify this outside of this body and all of that but what's going to be the telltale is when you open your mouth yep because i have one daughter and i teach her do not let your mouth be your ruin Mm. that simply means that how you speak how, what the things that you say, what comes out of it, you know, uh, it, it, it can damage you. It can damage you. That's why the Bible says not what goes in a man that defiles him, but it's what comes yeah. out of him. 
And so we have to, you know, check ourselves as women. We have to be very, very, very careful because, you know, we can't walk around here and call ourselves women of God and have have potty mouths. Right. We we have to be the example for the younger women, which is what the Bible Titus. speaks of in Titus 2, 3-5, yeah. through five, where the older women are to train up the younger women, okay? And in some sense, you do have some mature, younger um, adults yeah. that is having to teach some of the older ones because they yeah. just wasn't taught. Like, I have a friend who literally is like, she's her mother's mom is what it feels like. She feels like she's a mom. Okay. You know, like her, um, the, the mother of my friend, she... She has a very immature mindset. Okay. And so my friend feels like like she's her mom. She was just like, you know, I felt like I was robbed. You know, I didn't get the chance to to be a, a child because my mom always needed me to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And so now that she's an adult and she have kids, she tries to make sure that she's not putting her kids in that same situation. Um, but the thing is, is it's not a lot of good examples. Okay. Yeah. The, a lot of the examples is social media and a lot of those isn't good examples, which is why literally I'm in, you know, I teach the high right, schools right. and they walk in and I'm thinking like, where's the rest of the clothes? Or, <laughs> you know, why are you talking like this? Mm-hmm. I can't believe you're walking around showing your belly in school. Like literally been us this, them days, we would have been sent home. <laughs> we had to have fingertip exactly. live, like yeah. put your hands to the side. If it doesn't meet this requirement, you're going home. But guess what? These kids is not getting sent home. Yeah. So when they're getting older, and I even told them, I said, this is why a lot of guys take advantage of some of these young ladies because of look at what you have on. Look how you're talking. Look how you're acting. If you want to be respected, then you need to dress respectful. You need to respect yourself if you want someone else to respect you. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, it's not happening because of really, let's just boil it down to it. Social media. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is raising a lot of people's children. Yes, it is. I, I, you know, that's not a judgment. That's fact. You know what I mean? And so um, I'm the type of person that if I can't help you, I definitely won't hurt you. You know, and I've I'm not one. I've never sit here before anyone um, from past to pastor Zakia or anyone uh, you out there that's listening to us because I have not arrived. You know, um, I don't have all my eyes dotted and all my T's crossed. But one thing that my children, I know that they can say is that my mother strived to live the life. They didn't see men in and out my home. You know what I mean? They didn't see me here, there. You know, I, I like I tell my children, I don't wear the title mother just to wear it. I mother my children, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, it was very important for me to be an example uh, to my children. And, you know, some, uh, you know, we don't have a role model. Of, uh, we don't have a road map to this. You know, now that we come now that we are in Christ, we understand now we look to the word of God. We look to the spirit of God uh, to lead and guide us uh, with our children and with our families. You know, but a lot of us, you know, for me, let me say for me, I've been in a, I've been in a season in my life where I, God has been teaching me how to unlearn, learn behavior, yes. because a lot of behaviors that we see with our younger generation is learned behavior. You know, um, they didn't get that validation at home. And so it was imperative for me, even now that all of my children are grown and I have grandchildren. Yes, I'm only 47, but <laughs> I have uh, five and a half grandkids. Got one to be due in a few weeks. 
But, wow. you know, I believe in building, building them up, validating them. It's, it's not enough for me to, you know, you're doing this wrong. You know, you're not doing that right. You know what I mean? But I, I validate my children, uh, uh, by celebrating them, offering them reassurance, um, doing positive reinforcement because it's needed. Because like the scripture says in Titus, the older women are to teach the younger women. Now that I am a woman of God, a woman of faith, a woman of strength, a woman of courage, all of that, you know, to be truthfully honest, I don't, when I was coming up, I don't see the women uh, of the church like I did when I was, you know, coming up. You could not come in there any kind of way. You could not act any kind of way. Women will, the, the older women will pinch you. <laughs> you know, uh, they will sit you to uh, sit you aside. Even when I was coming up in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, my next door neighbor could chastise us. My grandmother friend up the road could chastise us. You know, the lady down the street could chastise us. We had a village. Do that now. You're going to get the cops called Listen, on you. <laughs> not only that, not only that, but you have parents that want to fight you yes. for trying to give their children constructive criticism or to teach them something right to give them some redirection. I was a school bus driver uh, for 10 years and I can't tell you how many times I had parents that wanted to run up on my bus to get to fight me only because I'm telling your children that was something beneficial to tell them no you can't do X, Y, and Z you know you, you shouldn't do th- you know what I mean and wow. so we set in the tone for yeah. our children and what we see today is that I'm 47. Like I said, I'm a grandmother. I'm a Gigi. Right. Right. You know, so we're seeing now uh, the grandmothers that uh, are to, and today are not too much older than their children. Mm-mm. I just I, I thank God that I'm one of the blessed ones that um, thank God for the Holy Spirit and his rearance. Um, uh, my mom. You know, and different other women in my life that I can see. Listen, no, you have to conduct yourself as a lady. Yes. You have to dress accordingly. And I ain't say that I did not dress certain way in my clubbing days, but I, but I, but even in yeah. that, my mother still taught me moderation. I was just, I was just thinking that if I had on um, something short with the legs and all my belly and arms was covered, <laughs> it's like I didn't yeah. just, I was yeah. never just out there. But these days, yeah. Especially going to the gym, you know, I was just like, I just think and I just like, man, God, I just have sometimes have to just pray. I'm glad I'm not a guy in the gym yeah. um, because it's not it's no more moderation. Yeah. It's just yeah. they're just out there. We don't teach moderation. No. We don't teach them how to adorn themselves, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's what we that's what we have to do now. You know, that's what we have to do now without being critical, because nowadays when you, you know, when you're trying to offer that offer that a lot of them gets offensive and so we have to the message is still the same but our delivery have to be different has to be different we have to it's like you have to come into the world i always tell like one thing that i I do is i connect before i correct um that's good i like when you're connecting with them you know they feel more open to you and then you can begin to find out why they're doing what they're doing right now instead of just right right let me tell you what my daughter did she's six years old right (laughs) (laughs) she knows that in order to wear a certain shirt because it's one of those little it's like a little crop top something someone have have given her so I say you have to have on an undershirt right so she comes to me one morning it's like mom I got on my undershirt I was like cool good you can wear your shirt do you not know I picked her up and that undershirt was off Six years old. Six years old. She took it off so when I picked her up I noticed it right away because her some of her stomach was out I said 
I said, what are you doing? I said, where's your undershirt? <gasps> I forgot to put it back on. Wow. I said, where did you get this from? Like, like, where are you learning this from? You, I, like, I'm like really careful yeah. about what you're watching. Yeah. But it's the and thought, the rebellion. Six. Yes, she's six and she's doing that. But the thing is that she learned that from school yes. to be able, okay, you can wear it. You know, put the undershirt on, and then when you get to school, take you can it take it off. I was blown six. away. I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. I I was just like called her dad right <laughs> right yeah. away. Guess what I did with yeah. the shirt? Yeah. I threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said we're going to yeah. show you how this works yeah. in this house when you disobey yeah. and you be sneaky. Yeah, that shirt because she will always try to wear that shirt. So I said this had became an idol to you. So I'm going to destroy it, and I threw it in the trash. And I'm teaching her at an early age, even at school when she goes to school. Like there's certain things that we don't celebrate, you know like Halloween and stuff like that. So when they're part, when the teachers are having activities, she say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I don't, we don't celebrate that. And they ask her why. And guess what? She's able to actually yeah, tell them why. why. It's not just, we don't celebrate that, but she has a whole background of information of why. And so it's one of the things when we're, when we're training up, just not just our daughters, but our, our young men, it's like, they have to be able to hold certain standards as well. Cause one right. day they're going to be a man of the house or, you know, hopefully a man of God, you know, but the thing is, we have to steer them. We have to work them in yes, that right. motion. We have to, you know, groom them, you know, yes. just like we groom ourselves daily. It's a daily thing that we are having to do is groom our children so that when they grow up, they won't depart from. But if they do depart from it, guess what? They are going to come back to that foundation right. that has already been set for them, that foundation that has been taught to them, that has been installed in them. Because that's one thing the enemy can't, can't do. He's not going to just come in and kill, steal and destroy, especially if you have someone who's praying, someone who's fasting, mm -hmm. someone Someone who's, you That's know, right. interceding on their behalf, someone who has already taught their child and groomed them in the word and already, you know, your child has scripture in them. Like, yes. I played this little game where it's not really a game, but. I will tell my kids, I'm not going to pay you for um, doing chores. But what I am going to do is we're going to learn this scripture and see who can remember it first. And the first mm -hmm. one to remember it, guess what you're going to get? Mm -hmm. I'll give you $5. Right. You know, I made a game out of it because yeah. if, if there's so much things out here, I want to influence them. Wanna make the, and I want to make it, make it fun yes. for them. So it's like yes. finding it, finding that, not just that balance, but finding a way to make it interesting to them. Yeah. Yeah, so. you have to do that. You know, um, some of the things that you were just saying, and it, it brought me back to, um, you know, now that we are in Christ and those that are, you may just uh, just be now getting into your walk with the Lord and mm -hmm. um, you may find yourself with some frustration. Like, it, you know, it may seem like it's a whole list of do's and don'ts and, right. and a list of rules, but it's, it's it's no different than when you are in the world. There's a right. lot of things that you can't do, uh, you shouldn't do or, you know, of that nature. But one thing that I... You know, that I'm, I'm really huge on, um, in, with my walk with God is being true to your own convictions. Mm. You have to be true to your own convictions, even if no one else respects them. Right. And when you understand that you are convicted and you have morals, uh, just like, um, Pastor Zakia was saying and how she, you know, raised her children and, and explaining to her daughter, it's been instilled. You can't go against that. Don't go against your convictions, whether no one else respect them, because those are 
your convictions. That's what governs you. You know what I mean? So if it's good for somebody else, doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Or if it's good for you, doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be good for anybody else. But make sure that you are being true to your own conviction, even if no one likes them, even if no one respects them, because that's not your conviction is not contingent on your peers or anyone, your family, not liking you got to be true to that. You have to be true to that because you're setting a tone for your children, for your household, for your family. And that's just what it is, you know? And so what Paul talks about in the Bible, you know, if, if, if me eating this type of meat offends you, then I won't eat it. Right. I don't eat it. You know what I mean? And so we just have to, we, it's going back to just having that balance, uh, in our life. And we have, I said it before, we have to be true to our own self, to thine own self, uh, be true and allow, not allow anyone or anything to pull you away from your convictions. Because that's some of the things that I teach my children. Mm -hmm. Even now, you know, I, I was reminding my oldest son the other day with him and I was having a conversation and I've always told him, uh, I, I'm hard on you and the things that I say because I'm going to take, I have to point you back to the Lord. That's all I know to do because the one that, you know, when you come to me with a problem or a situation, that's who I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And so I point you back to Christ, back to the Lord, because I teach my children that you no longer should, will know the God of your mother, but you have to know God for yourself because what happens if, if I'm not here? Not saying that I'm going to go anywhere or, but I may not be in a position because sometimes God will hold you up, uh, uh, pastors a kid and tell you no, because we don't want to interfere in the process that God may be taking someone through. Right. That you may learn to be yeah. able to stand on your own two feet. David said, you know, it was good for me that I was afflicted that I may learn of your statues. Mm. That means that if I had not have went through anything in my life, you know, I, w- you know, it was through my afflictions through, uh, uh, you know, me going through in my body that, that I came to know God as my healer, you know, being, you know, being delivered from, uh, uh, you know, just the ways of the world and different things, the way the world does things. If it ha- if I, it was good for me that I was afflicted, when you have, you, when you change your perception, your perspective on why it is that you are going through, because even on this side, it's not peaches and cream, mm-hmm. you know, uh, walking this walk in this journey with God. He said it's not he didn't say it would be easy, but he did say it would be worth it, you know. And so because why you have an advocate, you know, Jesus said uh, to Peter that I Satan desire to sift you as wheat. He said, but I pray that your faith fail you not in the time of testing. Mm-hmm. So when you're going through those times of testing, you know, you have an advocate that is praying for you that your faith fail you not in the time of testing. It's like you, you basically you have to endure it to the end. It is what the word says. Um, and what, what came to my mind is um, Joseph, because he had his brother mm-hmm. that basically. They they literally turned him over to the someone yeah. else the other hands you know and then they then what happened is it's not that 
the thing is, we have to remember that what what happens in our life, God has allowed. Okay, because if God wanted to stop it, He, he would could have. Okay, he would have. He would have stopped it. But there was something that would was going to need to come out of that, even though it took years. You yes. know, it took years for Him to see what Ooh. what God was doing. Wow. But in that, He was still on top, even though He was um, a slave. He was one. Of, he was in the house. Then He went from being in the house to being in prison. Mm-hmm. From being in prison to being one of the top people in prison. It's like God still elevated Him, regardless of where He was at. Regardless of the position that he was mm-hmm. in. And then in the end, he was able to save his entire family. Yes. And so it's like, we have to remember that just because of where we at, this does not define us. Where That's we right. at don't define us. It just shows us where God is getting ready to take us. Because with that, you know, and that's that's a good story that you brought out because it says that, you know, when you know, I often tell people and I, you know, say to myself, you know, when you're faced with opposition, opposition mm-hmm. is just an opportunity for God to show himself mm-hmm. mightily. And it also and shows you your weaknesses. Yeah. So when you look at the story uh, uh, with, with Joseph, it, opposition was there But opposition was just an opportunity For God to show himself And God showed himself So yes. profound in, in, in Joseph's life yes. Just like in so many others And and it, and it applies to It applies to us mm-hmm. You have to know That when you're going through in your life And the, the tempter will come God does not tempt us to sin But he will test us But you have to know When the tempter comes You have to have something On the inside of you to defeat the enemy And when I'm reminded of Matthew 4 um, When uh, Jesus was led in the wilderness By the spirit Amen And he was tempted of the devil Not one time Not two times But three times And here it is Jesus had been fasted 40 days and 40 nights He was at, he was, he was at a point in his life Where he was, he, was, he was vulnerable He hadn't eaten Amen But here it is You know uh, Satan comes to tempt him But what did Jesus do? He put the word on him It was written you, It was written and you have to have the word of God You have to get in the word of God And know what it says for yourself To be able to combat the enemy Because you cannot defeat the enemy With his own tools I like to say you cannot lose With the stuff that you use And that is the word of God And that's why the enemy fights us uh, You know Don't want us to get a relationship with God It is important to have a relationship Because this is personal This is not about nobody else This is not this is about myself and, and, and with God. Right. And so it's, you have to have that relationship. It, the, the scripture says that he that lives by the sword dies by the sword. Dies. God want us to use his weapons. His right. weapons is his word. His mm-hmm. weapons is prayer. His weapons is yes. fasting. His weapons is praise and worship. Yes. You know, there's sometimes where, as, you know, as just not women, but as men, we, we go through trials and it's like, God, where are you? Yeah, Do you see me? Do you hear me? And there's been times where I had to just get before God, just Turn on that music And I didn't have any words right. I just mourned And just cried yes. And God knew my heart He yes. knew the place And position That I was currently in And within that I was able to feel peace yes. It's like You know Have to do the ugly cry But you know yes. God is understanding <laughs> Right now Of what's, what I'm going through I don't have to say anything Hallelujah. And I remember This one in particular time Where I was literally like You know how like A woman getting ready To give birth Natural birthing Meaning Ooh. that birthing Where they not confined And, and stripped to the bed mm-hmm. You know But I was was literally in a uh, squat position crying. I heard God say, you are birthing out your, you know, you birthing out what you have been carrying. Yes. And the thing is, is this one I'm feeling in my spirit right now. The, so there's someone listening right now. And God is saying, you Jesus. are literally birthing out what you, you getting ready to birth out what you've been carrying, you're getting ready to birth out that very thing that's been yes. causing you to 
to feel like God's not listening, that very thing where you've been feeling isolated, that very thing where you've been feeling like you're not worthy and you've been contemplating suicidal things. God is saying, no, you're in a season where he's getting ready to birth it out right now in the name of Jesus. So I pray right now for that person that's listening. I pray right now that that person, Lord God, is birthing it out, Lord God, that they will begin to have rejoice after they begin to have joy and peace after that because what happens is when you birth it out, even though you went through all the pain, even yes. though you went through all the suffering, you feel joy when that when that child lays on your chest, which means you're going to feel joy when God shows you the masterpiece that's been hiding behind all that pain. Yes. Because the scripture says that when the woman's time has come, she remembered the anguish, the pain of mm-hmm. the angu- anguish, the pain no more because her time has come. Amen. To give birth. So, you know, uh, you, you, there is life after the pain mm, you know yes. even you have to understand that you know as um pastor Zakia was ministering you know no matter where you find yourself at now in life you have to know that this is just the season mm-hmm. ecclesiastes 3 said there is nothing new under the sun that this is just a season and seasons do change but you must find you must allow god to find you faithful in the season that you are in because why knowing that we are in winter Spring is coming. Yes. Spring is coming. And so you have to know that where you may find yourself, you may be frustrated, you may be aggravated, but this is just a season and God is already in your next season, but let him find you faithful, even where you are at, at this very moment, because it's not over until God says it's over. You're not, you're not in this by yourself. You know, one thing that the enemy will do is to, is to cause us to isolate, to make us feel like we're alone. We're by our, we are by ourselves. But I believe that if you really take the time and look that God has placed people around you, someone in your life, it may not be the one that you want, but God, he, he, he provides, he provides. So, you know, just, just be encouraged and know that this is just a season. This is not this season that you are in. It's not your final destination Mm-mm. this is not it it's just one stop it's just it's just <laughs> one stop because God is teaching you something in the midst of this this is why we must not despise our valley experiences why mm-hmm. because there are things that we get in the valley that we don't get in the mountaintop but what Ooh. you get in the valley will sustain you will keep you on your mountaintop yes. amen so don't 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 curse the process but bless the process right embrace it y'all yes. need to embrace it because it's going to help grow you it's when it's in your weaknesses where you are made strong okay because you have you're pulling I on god's strength when people so. would tell me that i was just like that's a bunch of malarkey <laughs> right. you like, know i don't hear that I'm you not, know i because, feel weak right now and i don't want to hear that because right. i was just such at a at a space in my life that you know, it seemed like everything was haywire. I was a full-time student. I was a, a full-time mom. I had my children. Um, at that time, my first husband and I, we were separated. So I had custody of, I had my four kids. I had custody of my brother's four kids. Oh, wow. Because my mother went back my to kids. prison again. Yeah. And sh- she always had custody of them. And so she made me promise, if you know, that I would take the kids. Okay. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't stand by and watch my nieces and my nephews go in the system. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I was just in a 
a place in my life like everything was haywire, but God kept me in the midst of it all. He gave me strength to go to work. I was working for the city. He gave me strength to go to school. And when I came home and made sure that the kids were situated, my older two made sure the younger ones were taken care of and good and everything. But when I entered into my room, it was floor ministry for me. Mm-hmm. I spent so much time on the floor and on my face and the floor wasn't low enough for where I was trying to get to. I needed God. I needed God to uh, to to invade my space. I needed him to permeate my heart, to invade my atmosphere because there was so much going on. And I thank God that he brought me through. He taught me how to suffer with grace. Mm-hmm. Amen. He walked me through it. But I was at that time and even now I am in high pursuit of the one who pursued me first mm. you know and so I constantly seek him for his guidance when you when you ask you shall receive when you knock on the door it shall be open unto you he says seek me while I may be found God is a whisper away he hears your faintest cry those that may cry themselves to sleep at night amen know that God is with you because why his word says that he will never leave you nor will he forsake you now God is a God of his word it's not that he won't lie he can't lie he said my word would not return back unto me void but it would accomplish the very thing that it was sent out to do so the word is out there reverberating in the atmosphere you know why because it's waiting for you to catch up Mm -hmm. with it it's waiting for you to move in faith and say you know what I can do this I can do all things through Christ Christ Jesus who strengthens us he's your strength today yes Yes. Amen. This holiday season, he's your strength. This is a time of the year that a lot of people, I think yeah. we shifted. It's fine. Keep going. I think we shifted. Yeah. This is the time of the year that many people are going through. Um, mm-hmm. This is the time of the year towards the end of the year that is a lot of transitions. Amen. Um, a lot of people may be experiencing death in their families. Yeah. Um, but this is the time to draw closer to God. That God is with you. You're not walking through this by yourself. I tell you, if it had not been for God Mm -hmm. that was with me, I was suicidal. Mm -hmm. Not only when I was 15, I was suicidal in the church, preaching, prophesying, evangelizing. I was suicidal and no one was able, no one discerned that I was slitting my wrist. I was literally mutilating my body. Wow. And my and my ex my ex husband my husband at the time he found me in the park Mm. and he banded up my my wrist and took me home in the church because I was experiencing so much Mm. in the church and out of the church. But one thing about it, God kept me. He brought me through. So I have learned to lean and depend on God, God. no matter what you're going through in your home, no matter what you're going through in your marriage, Mm -hmm. no matter what you're going through in your job. You may have gotten a bad report from the doctor. God is a restorer. He is a healer and he is a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. Mm -hmm. That's his word. Yes. So I want to encourage you on today. Yes. To seek him. To cry out to him because when, if you, if, if God is breaking you, 
Now, he, listen, he broke you to bless you. One thing about God, when he breaks you, he don't leave you in your broken state. He, what he's doing, he's breaking your will that his will be done in your life. Yes. It's like putting you on a potter and he's, Come on. he's creating you. That's exactly it's like what the clay doing. is falling off, but then he's picking it back up Ooh, and he's recreating. On, that so that, that's exactly how it is. Sometimes he's molding some, you. Right. Thank you. Yes. He's molding us. And then when pieces fall off, he's like, nope, get back up there. We're going to, we're going to redo yes. this thing again. You're going to try again. And so you just want to make sure that we're encouraging those yes. that is out there. We really hope that this message today yes. is an encouragement, not just to, you know, one gender, but to all, because yes. God is able to do above what we can think or ask. Come okay. On, he's able to, yes, he's able to give us the little things that our heart desires. Mm-hmm. Even there's things that he wants to give us that we're not even aware of right now. Come okay. On. But we're holding up our own blessing. Yeah, we, because the Bible yes. says that it does the father good pleasure to give his children the key. Kingdom. Right. So there are things that God desires that he wants to give for us that we haven't even thought of for ourselves. Right. That's what a good father does. He's like, I'm just waiting for you to get, get yourself together you. so I can give you all these giftings that I have sitting right here. He says that as it is in heaven, Wonderful. it will be here on earth. And so I really hope that this Wonderful. message encouraged you today. Yes. This was Prophetess Chantel Perry, and we're excited about today. Um, yeah. So we really hope that this encouraged you all. And um, let's just be a blessing to others. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. This was phenomenal. Yes. Hope to see you again. <laughs> <laughs>